It's fucking cold out there. And it's the Extended Play Podcast with Ian Tank. It's the Extended Play Podcast with Ian Tank. We are a music discussion podcast without the hipster snobbery. And I think actually Tank might have literally frozen in that introduction. I did. You doing all right? Yeah, no? I, did, I did it in two parts. The, okay. the reason for the pause is I literally had to be thawed between the first and yeah. second part. Yeah, yeah. we are in southeastern Michigan mm-hmm. near, uh, near Detroit, and the weather is insane here. Just turned to uh, just frigid temperatures of overnight. Uh, we've been snowed in, and yeah, we're, we're yeah. dealing with all that right yeah. now. So yeah, maybe the, you know, anyway. I love it, though. You do? Yeah, of course I do. Really? Yeah, I like it cold. That cold? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, not if I could choose, but. Sure. You know. I'm telling you, man, till the day I die, I will go with when it's that cold, you step inside, boom, warm. Yeah. You know, when you're hot, you step inside and you sweat your balls off another 10 minutes. I always say you can always put more clothes on. You get to a point where you can't take more clothes off. Mm -mm. Right. (laughs) Can't go less than naked. (laughs) That's right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. If you're a longtime listener, you may recall that uh, this season we're doing things a little bit differently. We're not necessarily going with a one word title uh, topics, long topics uh, for every episode. So um, we're switching things up, sometimes a little shorter episodes. We're also doing some video episodes um, separately. So um, remember to check out YouTube for those. Uh, today's episode will consist solely of our famous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. World f- famous. World famous mm-hmm. playlist challenge. All right. There's KFC chicken. There's Coca-Cola. <laughs> That's right. There's the playlist challenge That's from right. Extended Play Podcast. And uh, the playlist challenge is where uh, Tank and I decide on a theme and then we um, make uh, playlists of five songs. I make one, Tank makes one, of songs we want the other to listen to and react to. And then we rank them accordingly. Um, it's a lot of fun. Usually we haven't heard the songs that we choose for one another. Sometimes we have, and it's just fun to do a deep dive. And because Tank chose the topic, I'm going to throw it over to him. That's right. And per tradition of the Playlist Challenge, which is a storied and mythical it tradition. It is. It is. It really is. Ba- um, ballads will be written. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Tapis- by, tapestries will be woven. Uh-huh. Bards will be inspired. <laughs> That's right. Um, so the way it works is whoever uh, picked the topic kind of introduces it and throws it over to the other guy to do uh, his five songs first. That's so right. uh, this week, um, or for this episode, I chose the topic. And the topic this week is Q. Because where we go one, <laughs> oh, we go all. I wondered if that was the inspiration. And uh, Tank fervent yeah, Q-anon. I mean, look, I am <laughs> sick and tired of watching all these children get their adrenochrome sucked out of their bodies just so the Hollywood elites can drink it up and yeah. do, I don't know. Um, That's how they fuel the, the Jewish lasers, The Jewish right? space lasers, yeah, right. I can only assume. Um, look, you know, it's the storm is coming, folks. And we're going to talk about it. So these are five... QAnon related songs. Yeah. No, they, all, all written. The artists are all believers as well. Yeah. So basically it's <laughs> we 10 songs from kid rock, uh, which I think would, Oh my God, that is a dark well, day. You yeah. know, I actually considered, uh, removing, I, I have uh, two kid rock albums in my collection okay. and one of them came up on a random and I'm like, I need to delete this. Yeah. I, I don't even want the chance for it to happen. Right. Though funny, when I was doing research for this episode, there was at least one kid rock song that kept coming up with a Q in the, as, as a, in the title somewhere. Um, never met a motherfucker quite like me. Is oh, that yeah. a song? Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. No, it's, <laughs> and I'm like, so, Oh no, here's, here it comes. Tank's no, going to get me on this one. But in all seriousness, this has nothing to do with Q and on. It is simply, 
the songs selected have to have the letter Q in it somewhere. Which was a fucking challenge for really? me. Yes. Really? Yes. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, not probably harder than it sounds. Yes. But, you know, yeah, it's uh, pretty vague, but, you know, not a whole lot of Qs in songs. Yeah. So that was the topic. I picked five for E. And because it was my topic, uh, we will start with the songs I gave him. Yeah. So at number five, oh, a little, again, little inside information here. I rank them randomly on the spot. Tanks has a whole process and a grading system. Um, so I'm going to pick one right now. So starting with number five, it is Burning Question by Armored Saint. So before he explains why this is number five, as if he needs to explain why, um, I I just wanted, the only reason this is here is he brought it on himself. How so? Remember last train home? Yes. You disrespected last train home. I didn't like it. Well, (laughs) choices have consequences (laughs) and you made a choice to disrespect last train home and it got you a burning question. I was hoping that the second song off symbol of salvation (laughs) for our playlist challenge would open your eyes to the greatness that was for a very limited time armored saint. (laughs) Yeah, not so much. It apparently has not. Yeah. I mean, just keep giving them to me if you want a number five, guarantee number five every time. The whole fucking album at this rate. <laughs> uh, truthfully, it, it wasn't terrible. I didn't hate it by any stretch of the imagination. It's it's very of the era. I don't know what year this was. 91, probably 94, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> That's great. If we don't care, yeah. I mean, poor extended family. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not poor extent for me. They had their eyes opened to the greatness that is John. Bush. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No balls from hell. Yeah. I mean, okay. Cool metal riff. I, the way I describe this music is it's just a, a shade darker than glam metal. So it's not quite glam metal. It's not hard, heavy stuff. It's just right in between, which maybe is a reason why I can't connect with it. I want all or nothing. I don't know. Um, no, it's a good point. Our armored saint sat in a weird spot in the whole metal spectrum. Yeah. They weren't hair metal, but they sure weren't like heavy metal. Yeah. They were just somewhere in between yeah. and not many other people were in that right. space. I couldn't even think of any. It's like a heavier Tesla. It was weird. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember you. Uh, 1991. 1991. Nailed it. I Good wrote job. down, uh, I can, I can picture us in our buddy Frank's car. Shout out to Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1991, listening to this loud, yep. loudly. So, um, yeah, it's fine. It, it, the yeah. song is fine. I will say the chorus. I remember you liking the chorus, and I think mm-hmm. I remember Frank liking the chorus as well. Mm-hmm. I do not like the chorus. I feel like he is at the absolute top of his vocal range mm-hmm. when he's singing "Burning," like "Burning," like he yeah. can barely get there. But it's awesome. Oh, it's not. Yes, it it's is. A- <laughs> <laughs> Agree to disagree. Clearly, right. we are. You know what? God is my witness. I'm telling you right now, folks, we are getting John Bush as a guest on the Extended Play podcast. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. No, but if he does any research, I'm going to be fucked. You tell it to Mr. Bush. Yeah, I don't To his so. face. No, he looks like a badass. Oh, well, whether he is or isn't, he has a voice of a child of God. <laughs> and you're going to have to tell him that you don't appreciate his work. Fine. Fine. Yeah. Uh uh, anyway, the, I looked into the lyrics a little bit. It's something about like he's got this burning desire, and it sounds like he killed 
the it sounds like this the, the lyrics are like I was so into this woman I and I couldn't have her so I killed her. What? Yeah, I <laughs> I never gave two thoughts to the lyrics. No, I was too I mean, enamored by the voice. Okay, one of the lines is violence is in my command, her life is in my hand. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty dark. This um, is second only to Mr. Tinker Train for me being completely oh, oblivious geez. to how bad the <laughs> That came on when we were in the car the other day on random. I'm like couldn't believe you didn't say yeah. something about it. Well, Still get the shivers. Um, there's a pretty cool guitar solo. Could have gone on for a long time. Um, but anyway, it's it's a it's a definite number five, even though there's absolutely nothing really wrong with it. Yeah, I get it. So for number four, let's go with Caribbean Queen by Billy Ocean. I will say now listening to this in the cans, uh, it's more dynamic than I remember it mm-hmm. being. And it was, just, I was listening to it just on my, my home stereo, a uh, lot going on. Uh, they're using both channels of this, you know, and, and anyway, there's, there's a whole bunch of different instrumentation. So obviously I know this song. I know it well. This song fucked me up for pronouncing the word Caribbean slash Caribbean for my whole I, life. I don't know that that's inherently wrong. Which one is it? I don't know. I think I, it's a. I, I, I don't th- I thought I it was a caramel caramel thing. Okay. I thought it was Caribbean until I heard this song. What, however old I was, like ten. Um, I'm pretty sure Billy Ocean is is native to the area. Yeah, I think he is like Jamaican so, or something. I mean, yeah. So anyway, he's got to be right. Yeah, he's got to be right. So Caribbean Queen, we're going with. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not know that the song was parentheses. No more love on the run. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so strange i know just not necessary no it is <laughs> it's not like there was another big hit called caribbean queen right, right um yeah that opening bit when he says she's so awesome yeah <laughs> i thought well just end the song there yeah i mean is that the whole yeah. is that Fade the entirety out. of what we're about to hear <laughs> um so it's got all the 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 classic 80s sounds like those clipped drums uh, lots of keyboards. I didn't remember there being so many samples or um, uh, what did I write down? Or sound effects after each line in a verse. Like he'll oh, they're the lasers and <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. so there's corny. A, there's a Vincent Price sample. Yeah, after he says, uh, uh, "She thought I was I was a she was a tiger I wanted to tame or something like that." And I'm as I was listening to it, I'm waiting for the tiger growl. Cause I'd gotten used to the samples coming after each line. And it's, it's not a tiger growl. It's Vincent price doing his, <laughs> like his evil laugh. Weird. I know it's bizarre. Um, there's a sax solo and I wrote down no thanks. <laughs> the only thing I don't get. <laughs> then they added in strings there. I, I will say I remembered every note of the sax solo. Mm-hmm. Every, I mean, I remembered just about every word except that, you know, with the exception of how to pronounce Caribbean versus Caribbean. And um, I always thought he said, I don't know why she dutched by me in painted on jeans. And I'm like, that must be some Cari- Caribbean. Is that, is that the word? No, it's uh, she dashed by me. Oh, I would have never guessed that. No. Yeah. He just pronounces it funny, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically the song's like, I wasn't looking for anything. I, I didn't want to get into a relationship, but then the smoking hot Caribbean queen walked by and mm-hmm. I, I couldn't help myself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. That's fine. I think without nostalgia, I probably would never listen to it again. Oh yeah, not not, to, not that I even do, but it, it's such a heavy nostalgia song. It really me. is. It yeah. really is. And again, every time one of these songs, every time you play one of these songs for me, or choose one of them in the, in the playlist challenge, I think, man, they just played the same songs over and over again on the radio. They really did. How would I know every single word, every drum? Hit, That's hit, true. You know what I mean. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going through the sax solo in my head right now. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Clear as day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Solid number four. Yeah. At number three, uh, let's go with Banquet by Joni Mitchell. I am actually, this is a blind spot. Joni Mitchell is a total blind I knew spot it be, for me. That's why I yeah. picked it. I, and I know you got into her a long time ago. And correct me if I'm, okay, so here, I'll ask you that in a second. Right away, I'm like huge Tori Amos vibes. Mm-hmm. So I'm going at this backwards. Obviously, it's Joni Mitchell first, and then Tori Amos is a you know a reflection. I'm sure Tori Amos is super into Joni Mitchell, but it sounded like a, like a Tori Amos song. Yeah. Like almost exactly like a Tori Amos song. Um, yes. A, apart from like, you know, her Tori Amos has some weird wordplay every once in a while, but there's right. some of that in this song too, as well. Um, probably less grinding as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So I was glad to listen to it that way. Um, I was, I don't know what year this came out, but I was really, okay. If Tori Amos came I out, I want to say 71. Okay. So if Tori Amos comes out in the early nineties, you know, with debut album or first time I'm hearing her anyway, the fact that this was like 20 years before that is pretty impressive because she's doing some things with like time signatures and the piano playing 72, 72. Okay. Yeah. So it's just her vocals and a piano that is absolutely it in the whole song, but she does these funky little time signature changes where you don't expect like all of a sudden everything shifts Mm -hmm. and then it'll shift back. And it's, it doesn't lose you. It's not so weird. It loses you. It's not like listening to like a tool song. You kind of, sometimes you don't know quite where you are in the song. At least I don't. Or uh, maybe like a, a crazy jam band who does that. Um, but I liked it. It was really cool. It sounded a lot like Tori in that way too. Um, her voice, not my favorite. Um, there's a particular quality to it that I don't enjoy. She does the whatever it is. I know I fuck this up every time and I should do vibrato my research. Or, vibrato or staccato. Yeah. Where her voice bobs up and down. I just don't like it. Um, but it was just so cool and so modern sounding that I really appreciate it. That's what put it ahead of numbers four and five. I just thought, I can't believe that this is this old. Yeah. No, I mean, it's kind of like we, we had some of those with, um, what was it? Nick Drake. Yes. Right. That's it, a great, that's a great parallel. Yeah. So it's, it's of that ilk for sure. And it, the voice is a little grating. I don't think I could do this album in one sit okay. through without, um, my favorite song on this album and really one of my favorite a very underrated song. It's called, it's for the roses. So okay. the album is for the roses. Okay. Yeah. And you should check out the song I, for the roses. I feel like this one of her, like blue is the big one, right? Yeah. That, that everybody acknowledges. Yeah. It's like the, one of the greatest of all times. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, for the roses is um, just guitar and voice instead of piano and okay. voice. And it's just all about fame and not ready to give up. Fame. Okay. It's great lines in that song. Okay. Um, yeah. It's, it's not an everyday kind of song. No, but 
I could definitely see, put it this way. I may not like this enough to listen to it much, but yeah. if I was listening in 1972, oh, I, sure. It would be something I, I'd be a big fan. Yeah, for sure. No, that makes sense. Um, I think the song generally is about haves and have nots, mm-hmm. which is, that's cool. There's a, and she frames it in a different way in each verse. So yeah, I liked yeah. it enough. Uh, will I go? It did make me think, yeah, I really need to listen to all of blue. And maybe I'll listen to all of this as well and really give it a chance to, to understand her sort of larger impact on music. At number two, Lacquerhead by Primus. Sometimes bored, sometimes lonely. I was not familiar with this Primus song or this album at all. In fact, I don't even know if I knew that they were still around. It looks like it was 1999. Yeah. Um, I had Sailing the Seas of Cheese. I think that was the only album I had of Primus. Yeah. Um, What's funny is this is the first time I've listened to the studio version of this song. Oh, that's really? Yeah, because Lacquerhead was on the Family Values Tour CD. Okay. And there was a live version of it. Okay. Which, you know, so I knew the song. Is it basically the same or do they jam? I don't know. I think it's, I think it's, I like the live version a little bit better. Okay, sure. Um, But yeah, when I assigning this and listening to it, I'm like, wow, I never listened to the studio version before. Okay. Yeah. yeah, It seems to be a a song about being a drug addict. It's a lot about huffing gas and all this stuff, which is, it's fine. At least it's a topic that I don't hear all the time. Right. In, in, in a rock song. Um, Primus, so I found myself pretty quickly nodding my head with the funky bass lines. They, I mean, they, okay. So I have this image or I don't know, like a, like a, um, I don't even know how to describe it. I think Primus, I think this kind of sound. And then when, when this is the second time I think you played Primus for me, it doesn't match up. It's different than I remember it. I think mm. I've kind of pigeonholed them as this funky, whatever, that it's all bass. But I was really surprised at how, how simultaneously heavy and funky it is. Yeah. Like the guitars are really loud yeah. and really distorted. And, um, I don't know, have just super heavy. It just feels really heavy. Mm-hmm. But then while the ghost guitars are playing and in these little interstitials where it's just bass, it's just super funky. Like his bass line, you know, was Les Claypool. Is that, mm-hmm. That's who it is, right? His bass playing, obviously he's like revered as an outstanding bass player clearly, but, um, yeah, um, I dug it. I thought though pretty quickly, maybe a minute and a half in, I wish this was an instrumental. And I do yeah. remember thinking their lyrics strike me as like fish lyrics. Like you're like, I don't need it. Other, I don't, other I don't, than Tommy the Cat. <laughs> I don't need Tommy the Cat. Tommy the Cat's a great song. Or Jerry was a race car driver. Yeah. Like does, you're not, you're not doing any, you're not giving me anything yeah. with the lyrics. I, and his voice isn't great. It's weird. Intentionally, I think weird, right? Yeah. Um, but the music is just so, so all over the place and funky. And yeah. like I said, funky and heavy. And I really dug that part of it. Um, yeah, I, actually, I think that's all I got. Yeah. I dug it. I'm glad I got a chance to listen to it. Um, and will I re- listen to more Primus? Probably not. There was. Do you listen to them a lot? Or no, no, no. Okay, it's uh, it's like you know, it's like musical eggnog. You know, like once or twice a year is enough. <laughs> okay, <God>. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I probably will check out a little bit more. It, it did kind of make me remember how many of their songs I do like. Okay, you know, there's like five 
that I can think of off the top of my head that I like. So I'm like, eh, maybe I should dig a little bit yeah. more. Maybe find a few more nuggets. Yeah, sure. Um, Did you a, know he had a project with um, John Lennon's son, Sean? Oh no! I, I vaguely yes. Yeah, I wonder what that's like. I, I remember seeing like a like an image of those two standing next to each other. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck does this sound like? Yeah, Les Claypool's been all over the place. Has he, he really? He has all kinds of okay side stuff going on. Okay. He almost he wanted to be in Metallica. <laughs> you know what? When I was looking at this online, when I was listening to the song in prep, uh, YouTube recommended a video of Primus playing shit master puppets yeah. or something like that yeah. and in their primus style it was yeah. pretty cool actually yeah no he during the whole some kind of monster era or that movie like he wanted to be in the band and james like dude you <laughs> you're doing a whole other <laughs> That's right. but it, i do wonder how crazy that would have been yeah if, right? I mean, obviously he would have been reined in quite a bit sure but interesting to see what he would have added yeah if sure. that was the case yeah. oh that's a solid number two i really i'm glad i got to listen to it that means my number one choice is tourniquet by baroness didn't uh i should make a note here i did not choose this solely because baroness does our intro music <laughs> but um unbeknownst to them that's unbeknownst <laughs> to them yeah if you're listening guys and baroness yeah. you're awesome we yeah. love you yeah thank you um yeah so uh, i believe i introduced tank to baroness i remember reading yes. an article and then ch- reading an article on pitchfork or something listening to one song and immediately thinking of tank and this was years and years ago mm-hmm. and it, it it sits in that oh you know what's funny so this is like one level, a couple levels harder than Armored Saint. Like, so if we're talking about that line between mm-hmm. sort of popish or glam, this is nowhere near glam, but it is accessible. I think as far as like a heavy heavy music goes. Yeah, it's very Sabbathy. It's yeah, stoner it rocky. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, it's definitely stoner rocky, yeah, and yeah. I think there's a lot of references in here to drugs and tourniquets yeah. and heroin and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was Take My Bones Away that you recommended to me first. Okay. That was okay. the green and yellow that album green era. And, yellow. and they yep. name everything after our colors. This one was from Gold and Gray. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, so it starts off uh, with acoustic guitars and um, uh, layered vocals that are kind of sitting in the background. So you don't quite know. You know that this isn't going to be the song, but you're waiting for the drop, and then the drop is pretty fucking cool. Yes. And then there are uh, three or four different major riffs in the, like they really uh, there, there's a lot going on in this song it's only like five and a half minutes long but i felt like you get a lot like mm-hmm. like if you, you know what i mean like you get value yeah. out of listening to this song yeah, lcd sound system could take notes on, <laughs> don't make you wait three minutes for the drop that's right um there's a really cool guitar part in the bridge i uh, really like that um there are dual guitars in the solo they're doing high low which is like you know a judas priest type iron maiden type thing and i fucking love it it mm-hmm. sounds so cool um, his voice, I, I, I wrote down, it simultaneously sounds like it's of the genre and it's not like he can sound very growly and heavy, but also he can carry a tune. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's, he's pretty much the only consistent thing in this band. I think it, the lead singer okay, and songwriter, I think, um, the only criticism I have, it was that it was hard to tell what the chorus was. It, it's kind of all over the place and it's like, they're just stitching together cool ideas, but I was totally fine with those cool ideas. Um, 
I liked, and, and one final thing, it ends with a sparish guitar part that sort of mirrors the opening, but not completely, mm-hmm. which I really appreciated because there was, it gave you some, it grounded you in like, here's the beginning, here's the end. But it was like, it was almost like they were, they, they thought about recording an exact duplicate of the intro at the end, but they more were influenced by where the song went. And so they went less acoustic based and yeah. it reflects the song better. They didn't try to force it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like it. So um, this was awesome. I was super glad to listen to it. I don't listen to Baroness enough. I don't give them enough mm-hmm. of a chance because I often read reviews where people are like, uh, they're, they're okay. Right. Um, they weren't as good as they were back then. Well, they still, I, could, they still could be awesome. Right. I, mean, I think that they are what they are. It's just at one point in time that was novel and oh, now it's not, not novel so. anymore. Cause sure. as their body of work gets larger, it's like, yeah, it's the same as their other shit. Sure. Okay. But if you like that, it's like ACDC. Yeah. Okay. Like if you That's like fair. that shit, you're yeah. happy. There's more of it. Yeah. I definitely liked it. So I'm going to dig in deeper from, uh, for Baroness. So yeah, great, great choice. Thank you. Yep. So now having ranked uh, ten, the songs Tank gave me, I'm going to throw it over to him where he's going to rank the songs that I gave to him. Goddamn right I am. <laughs> and we're going to kick it right off uh, with number five being Banquet by Block Party. So I've seen the band name a million times, but I, I don't really don't or didn't really know anything about them. Okay. Um, so I go so I go to the Wikipedia page, <laughs> and okay, uh, they you know over in the little kind of standardized uh, format box thing they have on the right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they list genres. Okay. And oh, this I, should be good. I think I'm going to start doing this for more <laughs> artists. All right. So the genres for Black Party are per Wikipedia, indie rock, okay, slash post punk revival. Okay. Slash alternative dance. Oh. Slash dance punk. Okay. Slash post Brit pop. Okay. Slash alternative rock. Okay. Slash art punk. All right. That yeah. is a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> um, I don't know that I disagree with any of that. No, I mean, I just, it's I know like, it's a little ridiculous. Yeah. Art punk. I think it's just like, it sucks. <laughs> it's a way to, it's a, it's a bin to put it in. If it's just not musically good. Um, so I think the lyrics are pretty well done. It, it's a good, it's a novel take on the complexities mm. of a difficult relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so lyrically, I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't have a problem with the song in general, but the music, the reason it's number five, the music is, it, it just, I put it's too pedestrian, which, mm, okay. you know, it's pretty arrogant sounding, but yeah. I, I'm not crazy about his voice either. I think I thought you would not like his no, voice. His voice could have saved it. It didn't help. And then the music itself, it's not overly offensive. It just, I got you. You know, it was, uh, yeah. it was there. Sure. You know, sure. Like a saltine. <laughs> okay. Um, so not, not terrible, but, um, just didn't, you know, I, I gave it a few tries. I'm like, eh, it's just not jumping out at me. So, okay. uh, that's how it ends up at number five. Okay, cool. Number four is Aquarius. Why do you cry by a lot of people? Uh, by a lot a- of people. It's off a jazz is dead compilation. Yeah. So it's Adrian Young, Ali Shahid Muhammad, interestingly enough. And, um, Joao Donato, probably saying that wrong. Joao, Joao, yeah. Joao. Yeah, yeah, probably. I think that's how you say it. It's Portuguese. Close enough. 
So starting off with, um, there are times I do want to clown punch you for oh, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> when there's, <laughs> when it's stuff like this, that, you know, I'm not going to know it. Yes. And then there's not much on the internet in terms oh. of what it is or where it comes from. Oh, okay. Right? So like, you know, most bands is like you put in the band, like I do, I, my little path of discovery, there's a wiki, there's a genius, whatever you yeah. do. Sure. Shit like this. Like there's nothing. Oh, well, there's really nothing. My bad. Yeah. It's not intentional. I swear to God. I, I'm literally just going through my Spotify library and looking for cues. No, I know. I get it. <laughs> I mean, this was challenging. I get, for it. Me. I, I get how it happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was actually trying to not be completely ignorant of it. Okay. Um, and yeah, so I learned a lot about the Jazz is Dead series. Okay, that's enough, I think. Uh, but like the artists themselves don't have an entry. Oh, I see. The You know you're fucked when you do the Google search. Yeah. And it's just like a hundred different links to the song. <laughs> okay. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. There's that's no bios. <laughs> there's right, no. It's right. Yeah. Um, that being said, it's really good modern jazz. Now, th- I'm going to lean on you here to tell me what the fuck's going on. Am I crazy? Okay. Or is this the background music on Midnight Marauders? And oh if, my God, it might be. And if so, how did it happen like 27 years later? Well, they would have got, so a lot of these, okay. So do you want to tell about what you discovered with Jazz is Dead? Like what it is? Um, well, that's where I'm going to go back to you because okay. I couldn't fucking find yeah, it. So it, it's, it's clearly they're trying to take a whole lot of concepts and, and kind of let it happen. Yeah. And, you know, kind of tongue in cheek saying Jazz is Dead. Yeah. Meanwhile, putting out these compilations. This particular one uh-huh. was number nine yes. of the Jazz is Dead series, which is a rehash because there's no new material. It's right. instrumentals of, of previous ones. Right. And this was on number seven. Yeah. And there was a voice on this. What I don't know is, it, is it a completely um, unique and original composition or is it a standard or a cover of something that I, I would, don't know. I would imagine it's, I, I believe these are all unique compositions. Okay. So, so I think what the model is, is that, um, and you know what? I, I think these guys have been really cool. They repost stuff. Whenever we, we post jazz is dead stuff. Whoever's running their socials repost us a lot. Okay. So Adrian young, Ali Shaheen Muhammad, if you're mm-hmm. listening, you know, uh, we haven't done our due diligence as no. usual. And, and guys <laughs> fill out your whole Wikipedia page, please. <laughs> right. right. Um, yeah, I mean, accomplished modern jazz musicians who take uh, people that maybe never got their due or maybe aren't as high profile as a lot of other jazz greats, and they get them in the studio and they make something funky together. Yeah, um, I, that's I think that's essentially what they do. And I've I've almost to a record, I've loved them all. They've been just all slightly different, all definitely modern, but with the with that hook where it's not so experimental. Like, I don't know, my impression often of modern jazz is that it could be far out or experimental or uh, in, in, a, in a, the total opposite way, be very smooth jazz, which I can't stand. Right. This sounds super modern and cool and hip. Yes. And I really appreciate that. Um, I think I started listening to the compilations around Jazz is Dead 3 or 4, and now I pretty much get the records when they come out because I just know it's going to be solid stuff. Um, that being said, I... Before, when I was cherry picking which ones to get, I bought I think like like number three, number four, or whatever. And then an, uh, I remember there was a few songs. I'm like, I don't want vocals on this. Like the vocals ruined it for me. Okay, sort of like Kamasi Washington. Yeah, the songs with vocals on them, I'm not crazy yeah, about. It's a stretch. Yeah, I wish they just pulled them in a lot of instances. Um, and the, when they put on instrumentals record, I'm like, shit, I'm getting that yeah. <laughs> right away. So, yeah. And, and as far as this being in Midnight Marauders, that would make a ton of sense. It sounds the exact same. It does sound the same. It probably is. Okay, so... But, for, but then, how... If it's an original composition, this was 1993. 
right? And This Jazz is Dead is yeah. 20. Oh, you mean like exactly the same, like the same recording. That's what I thought. Oh, okay. That it was not coincidence that Ali Shaheed Muhammad was on both. Right. I'm guessing, unless there's time travel involved, <laughs> that the more likely scenario is it's just very similar. Okay. The sample, yeah. which would make sense. It's the kind of music he likes. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. But I am still going to do a side by side. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I do wonder, is this a standard or a cover? And yeah. what is on the Jazz is Dead is a modern version of something, and it is the same song. Oh, it's, po- it's possible. Who knows? Yeah. Well, but tell yeah. me what you find out. I will. <laughs> Make you do research outside of yeah. the, the playlist challenge. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that was number four. I liked it. It's just good. So I do. I enjoyed listening. Oh, to cool. It. Good. Uh, I'm definitely going to check out more of it. You'll love it. Yeah. You'll love I know the series. I will. Yep. I know I will. Yep. So um, it, it might be kind of underrepresented at four, but it was just because it instrumental stuff. It's hard to. Yeah. It's hard to rate it because it's hard to invest in it. Okay. Right. It's there okay. as a utility, but it's yeah. hard to get emotional yeah. about it. Yeah. So. Anyway, number four. Number three is Acquiesce by Oasis. So it's um it's number three. I liked it a lot. Um and I, I love this kind of the wall of noise guitar sound. Yeah, me too. And the tone. Yeah. And what Oasis particularly does that's very good is in that. So like it feels like there's this wave of guitar coming at you mm-hmm. and then they throw in flourishes on a second guitar like mm. a, yeah, yeah sure and it sounds like it's like way off to the side yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But it works. Totally. Um I don't know how they do that positionally in the <laughs> But they yeah. do it. Yeah, they do it. Um, it's got good vague lyrics. Okay. <laughs> which I'm not going to, you guys have heard it enough. I don't need to expand on it. But <laughs> it's an example of like, I don't really know what they're talking about, but I kind of want to, and I kind of want to sit here and parse it out. Sure. Um, great vocals in the chorus. Oh, I, lo- I love it. Love right? the chorus on yeah. this. It really is. I mean, it's very much a boilerplate. I mean, this in a good way, but a boilerplate, this era Oasis Absolutely. song, which, yeah. you know, again, the, these albums, like what's the story, Morning Glory mm-hmm. and, you know, they're arguably top 100 of all time albums. Sure. You know, sure. 200s, Don't yeah. Ask Rolling Stone. Yeah. Um, but well, I was kind of confused because on some of the streaming services, it shows the Morning Glory cover. Okay. Like, why do I not remember this song? Yeah, it's not on Morning Glory. Yeah, so it's a B-side. Yeah. And it didn't really come out until 2006. They had kind of like a greatest hits B-side kind of thing. Yeah, called Master Plan. Yes, yeah. and they released it as the first single off that. Yeah. Um, the, apparently, it was pretty contentious at the time. Oh. So this was a B-side to some might say. Great song. Right. Okay. But it was the B-side. But I guess the band's manager and maybe some people in the band really wanted it to be on the album. Oh, no kidding. Okay. So it was, you know, people in the camp did think it was worthy of being on that album. They made like a music video and everything for a B-side, which is very rare. It is. Right. Uh, But probably should have been on the album. Yeah. So they just put the, put Master Plan out on remastered vinyl. They just remastered this album and uh, put out, I see it in the record stores all the time. And there's, so they've been reviewing it. Like Pitchfork's been reviewing it. Rolling Stone is reviewing it again. And they're like, this is just as good like their outtakes at this stage in their career were just as good right as their main stuff right like if they recorded 20 songs 10 had to go on the album but the next 10 are just as good absolutely which says so much about how great they were which i I tend to forget i don't listen to them very much they seem just like insufferable well they are dick bags so it's like it's but man when they were oh 
So funny, I kind of went down the rabbit hole on this a little bit. Yeah. The reason why they rotate singing. Oh. And that it's, I think, Noel Gallagher does the chorus mm-hmm. was that Liam was too drunk to do it. <laughs> Amazing. Because they were, in, in the genius comments, it's like, he's like, fans think that we are singing this to each other. Like we're making oh, each other really? stronger. And it's like, because that's why we're rotating. He's like, no. <laughs> it's that he couldn't hit the notes in the chorus because he was drunk. So I had to do that's it. That's awesome. Yeah. That makes more sense. I mean, really. It's much more of an oasis yeah. of an explanation. But you know what's not to steal your thunder here, but mm-hmm. one of the why I like uh Noel singing the chorus is right? Noel singing the chorus? Yes. I always do that. Yeah. Why I like it. So I could not li- probably not listen to a whole album of Noel's Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. His voice is better when it's complimenting mm-hmm. Liam's voice. So Liam's voice is a very particular thing, very particular. And his balances it so well. I really like it then. But on its own, I mean, uh, of course, he does have a bunch of songs. Like, Don't, Don't Look Back in Anger is all, right. all him, right? I like those songs enough. But what I'm saying is I think Oasis are at their best when they're doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, I think so. But um, yeah, I mean, very, very good song. And it'll kind of make me go back and check out that whole album again, probably mm-hmm. tonight. Mm-hmm. All right, number two is Generique by the Vince Garaldi Trio. So this, again, uh, complaint number two. Jesus. So this sent me down a whole fucking wild goose chase. All right. So apparently, so Generique was not the actual, supposed to be, or whatever, it's not the actual name of the song. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. It's like A Feliciad. Okay. Okay. Because it's on this soundtrack to some movie. Uh, or that's, that's complicated in, in and of itself. The whole fucking thing, right? <laughs> so, but when you do a Google search for this, the first thing that comes up is there's a Miles Davis oh, okay. song. Okay. A famous one oh. of the exact same name. Oh. So, Miles Davis recorded an album in Paris in 1958. Okay. What's, and, the, what's the album this is on? Because I'm sure I, I, I think I have um, it. It is. It's a French title. It's it's like French for like an elevator or an escalator to the gallows or something. Or oh, an geez. elevator to the... Okay. It's like Les Sensiors, you know, something. Okay. But Generique is on that. So I'm like, oh, well, jazz are always covering each other and standards Absolutely, and everything. yeah. So it was a long time before I realized these two songs have nothing to do with each other. Oh, <laughs> okay. Because I'm like, I, I'm looking for comments to like be like, oh, it's a jazz standard. Right, I'm like, wait, right, no, it's not. Right. Um, yeah. So there's a Miles Davis with the exact same title that has nothing to do with nothing it. Nothing to do with it. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So All right. I, le- I learned that today. Well, I don't feel so dumb now not having recognized that. So thank no, you. No, I mean, it's, it was not okay. obvious. Okay. Uh, but the, I do like that Miles Davis, uh, is interesting backstory. He was touring with Charlie Parker. Okay. In Europe. He was getting frustrated with Charlie Parker's drug use. So okay. he just went to Paris and worked on his own. Recorded oh, wow. No shit. Yeah. That's really cool. And for the generic, he basically did a, um, the soundtrack for a French movie. Right. But for that one song, okay. they let him do whatever he wanted and they edited the movie to fit the song. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll have a viewing party, watch the movie. And that's a great idea. Listen to some jazz. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Work I mean, on my this French. Is my, and that's Miles Davis in his prime. 58. Exactly. Oh, I mean, yeah. shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but uh, about the song itself, um, 
I like it. It's a little fat. It's a higher BPM than most jazz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it swings. The kid, I think the cool cats would say yes. the song really swings. Yes, <laughs> they, they would say that. <laughs> um, but I do love jazz uh, in general with this kind of mix with piano in front. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a coincidence of, you know, like Cedar Walt and the stuff that I tend to lean towards mm-hmm. is piano mm-hmm. heavy. Um, and then the drum and bass further behind in the mix, but pretty evenly. Mm, okay like they're both sort of back there but yeah, it's yeah. clearly piano i think horns and jazz wear me out okay they can they can be taxing yeah for it's sure like, i just think it's not quite nails on a chalkboard but i have yeah. there's a quota to how much i can take in one sitting. i totally get that whereas piano i could yeah you know, sure forever okay um so very good uh, a whole lot of stuff this will probably you know send me down a few paths that might mm-hmm. uh lead me to some new favorites and new albums to buy cool um so yeah just, just good jazz yeah, nice yeah, and I mean, most people know Vince Guaraldi from the Charlie Brown Christmas mm-hmm. album, right? Yes. And his his just normal studio work or soundtrack work is fantastic, too. It's well worth checking out. And number one on the topic cue from the songs he gave me is Question from Old 97s. Her head was on fire. What was he so nervous? Took her to the park. She crossed her arms and lowered her eyelids. Someday somebody's gonna ask you a question that you. Should so it's another band, another band I heard of, but don't know much about. Mm, okay. um, but they've been around a long, long time. Long time. Yeah. Uh, 1994. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, just i don't know it, it's the number one song that you know again i like acquiesce a lot i'm sure this is one list that if i had to redo it would probably look totally oh, different later like most of mine that's true <laughs> i mean it's like sometimes i look at it and i go well, i really like that oasis song <laughs> yeah. but the reason why i made it number one is that like my fourth bullet point it's just a good ass song it really is and i love the simplicity of it mm-hmm. um the lyrics are you know it's basically about getting ready to ask a girl to marry him mm-hmm. And it's, it's so straightforward and clear. Mm-hmm. There's, it's not buried under all these layers of that's true. Sit here with a compass and a fucking abacus <laughs> to figure out what the fuck the song's about. Right. But at the same time, manages to be descriptive and honest. Like mm-hmm. does a really good job of being clear without boring and not cheesy. Is exactly. what I always thought. Exactly. It, I mean, which, it, it's definitely about asking someone to marry you, which could be like totally cheesy, yes. but it is not at all. I don't think. No, no. So I think that is kind of a, an accomplishment of songwriting Mm -hmm. and the music is just the perfect accompaniment. It's, you know, I put it sweet, quiet and warm Mm. and it's just like the music fits the lyrics. Yes. Perfectly. Yes. And again, you don't see that a lot. No, you don't. Normally it's like one, it just kind of feels like they're a little bit off. Sure. Not on the same page. Sure. Um, I mean, that's it. There's not a whole lot to say. It's a short song. It's yeah. a simple song. Yeah. But it's just a very good song. Yeah. This song was in a couple commercials. I think probably like wedding ring <laughs> commercials, probably, right? Because yeah. it was so short and to the point. Yeah. Uh, no, there's not a ton to say about it other than just a good song. Yeah. And, you know, of the five that, uh, you know, I had in front of me, I'm like, I don't know, this would just kind of, again, usually the one common thread my number ones have is it, it sparks some kind of emotional mm. thing, okay. right? So I think that's what this one did. That and that's how it ended up number one. Awesome. So that wraps up yet another playlist challenge and yet another episode for us. Um, 
Uh, We'll be right back here in a week with another audio episode. But in between, do not forget about the video episodes. Yeah, we're really proud of Um, them. We've worked really hard to bring these to you. What do we even call those? Are they they still podcasts? It's still podcasts. It's a video version of our podcast. Can they be vodcasts? I guess they could. Is that a thing? I mean, a vlog is a thing. So can why can't we a make vodcast? it a thing? We're making it a thing. Let's let's uh, let's trademark that. Taking for notes. Don't, right. uh, don't okay. let anyone else take that. Scribbles furiously. Yes, vodcast, <laughs> vodcast. Uh, but go check it out. We uh, as of now, anyway, what we do on the YouTube stuff, the video stuff, uh, you're not going to find here on your audio provider. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might be able to change that in the future, but for now, that's not the case. So you got to go over and check it out there, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, Please do, because it's uh, it's a labor of love, because I do not like being on camera. <laughs> you would never know. You're very comfortable on camera. Uh, I, I don't, I do not like watching it. <laughs> no one said you had to. No, oh, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. But uh, yeah, so go check it out. Yeah. But either way, we'll still be here for you every week. And now there's just more of us to love. That's right. <laughs> uh, but for now, we will say adieu, uh-huh. and we'll be back here a week from now. All right, see ya. Right.